I'd like to say good evening to everybody. Glad to see everyone here. Uh, I apologize for the lack of communication. I sent out an email on, uh, I hope it was Monday, I'm not sure exactly what it was. Uh, Brother Bruce Ligon, who was supposed to be bringing our message on the dangerous ism of Catholicism, Catholicism excuse me, uh, he lives down in Belleville. I believe I got that correct. Um, they were part of the heavy rains and flooding that was going on, and he was unable to get out. So he wanted us to postpone the next week, and the leadership agreed to that. Uh, so tell your friends and family and neighbors, if they're still interested, we will have our finish to our summer series next Wednesday, if the Lord says the same. Uh, so we appreciate your patience in that, and hopefully we will do our due diligence to our God this evening by having a devotional, so we hope that you will join in. Uh, we're going to have a combined service of prayers and songs and just a quick, quick devotional uh, a little bit later, uh, so hopefully you will join in with us as we're doing our singing and having our prayers and our scripture reading. And again, we appreciate you being here. Uh, if you are a visitor and you didn't get the announcement ahead of time, again, I apologize, but we're thankful that you are here, and we hope that you will make an effort, if you possibly can, uh, to be here next Wednesday as we try to finish this series up. I have a few announcements before we have our opening prayer. Uh, John Bennett, Annette Holman, Kelly Vincent, and Ruth Green are recovering from shingles. Diane Melton, I was just told by Paulette, is no longer in ICU but is at home. Carrie Teague Moore, this is the niece of Shirley and Jeanette Fox, continues to recover from a severe car accident. Sheldon Smolensky, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct, brother-in-law of George Preston in Houston, is recovering from surgery for a broken femur. Uh, Daryl said a little bit earlier that Corrine has had several shots to her back, uh, so she's in a lot of pain, and he would like to have prayers for her as well. And I'm trying to see... Uh, Brother Ramsey had given us an update on Larry Williams, had had some carcinoma removed from his nose and on his face, and he would like prayers as well. Hopefully I got everything correct. Yes, sir. Okay. I had heard that too. Thank you, Doug, for bringing it up. Uh, Karen had gone to visit family, I believe it was. Uh, had a misstep and ended up breaking her leg in two places, so she is trying to recover from that. Thank you for that, bro. Uh, regular scheduled events, uh, Mission Printing will meet Thursday at 8 a.m. at Broad Street for a work day. Uh, Spanish Bible class will continue to meet this Saturday from 6 to 7 p.m. at Broad Street facility. If you have any questions about that, please see Ben or Saul Sanchez. Uh, the Fishers of Men, very excited. Got a start last Monday night. Uh, Still not too late if you still want to get involved in that. We actually had 28 in attendance. I thought that was grand. Looks like a real congregational setting there with old and new and black and white and somewhere in between and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was really a wonderful time, great kickoff. I appreciate everybody that was there. If you can't be there, obviously we're soliciting prayers for that effort because we don't want to end just simply with the class. We want to go on and move forward and do what the Lord wills us to do. So there's 10 more classes and then the graduation. If you have a desire to be a part of that still, please let us know because we do have book material and you can get caught up on your homework. Let's see here. Uh, I'm supposing this stuff in small print here. Is Terry around somewhere? There's some real small print down at the bottom. Is that supposed to be there about flu shots? Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping they didn't print on, reprint on some other paper there. Yes, sir. Fantastic. <laughs> Esther is a grandmother. Boy, is that what you said? Okay, fantastic. We appreciate that. Uh, says here, Matthew Campbell will be at the building on September 17th at 4.30 to give flu shots. If you'd like to get a flu shot, please sign your name on the sheet provided in the foyer and pick up a consent form and bring it with you along with your insurance card on that day. Okay. Is there anything else that needs to be made known at this time? All right. If you will, would you join me in prayer, please? 
Heavenly Father, we're thankful again for this day and thank for all the many blessings of this life. Uh, Father, we pray that we never take them for granted, but only realize because of your goodness and because of your mercy and because of your holiness, you allow us to be blessed so richly in this world. Uh, we pray, Father, also that as we grow spiritually and gain more maturity in Christ, we realize that it's not only the physical things that we should desire in this world, but even more so the spiritual. And realize also, Father, that you bless us beyond measure, not only the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. You're constantly a part of the lives of your creation and even more so to those members of the household of faith. We're thankful to be assembled this evening in this place. Father, you've heard the solicitations of our prayer requests. We pray that you do with them what you will. Uh, we know and understand that you are a just God and that you will, in your mind, have perfection personified when you choose to do with each and every case the way you choose to treat it. We pray, Father, for full recovery of each and every one, as we always do. Uh, but we realize that your insight and that your understanding and your ultimate will will suffice in each case. And we pray that we will just simply abide by what it is that you deem necessary in every situation and learn how to grow more faithful with what we see with our earthly eyes. We pray, Father, again for the works that have begun at this congregation. Uh, we pray, Father, that they're not just busy activities, but they are fruitful indulgences to where we can go out to the world and show that you still sit on your throne and that your son has risen and therefore sits on your right hand, having all authority in heaven and earth. This is the only way, Father, and this is the only pattern that we realize that could save a man out of sin and allow him to reap heaven for an eternity. Help us not to shirk away from this responsibility. Help us to be bold. Help us to be honest. Help us to be truthful. Help us to be united in the doctrine. Because, again, this is the pattern of good works that we see within the pages. And we're prayerful always, Father, for the situation that's going on around the world, uh, whether it's politically, Father, or whether there are natural disasters such as we have with our dear friends down in the southern part of this region. We know a lot of people are disheartened. Uh, a lot of people have been displaced. Uh, there could very possibly, Father, be some lives that have been lost. We realize that these times may come and they may go. But ultimately, Father, you allow these situations so that men can humble themselves before your mighty hand and repent before it's everlasting too late. We pray, Father, that aid will be given and given sufficiently for all those that truly need it. We pray, Father, that there would be no biases when it comes to rescue or giving of food or giving of clothes and housing. Uh, we know sometimes as men, we have a tendency to pick and choose what it is that's right and what is that's wrong. Uh, but we pray that you would press upon our hearts and realize that you have created all in your image. Therefore, we are all your creation and our do good works. Be with us now, Father, as we contend to bring forth a worship service. Uh, we pray for our dear brother Ligon. Uh, may he be successful in being safe uh, during this time period and be able to visit with us next week, if it be thy will. Uh, but in the between time, Father, help us to lift up our voices in song. Help us to laud and magnify you in prayer. And as we read the scriptures, Father, uh, may it break our heart and help us to weep for we know that your words are very life, and without them, Father, we would be nothing. Uh, be with us now, Father, as we go into this devotional. Help us, Father, to realize uh, that you are the God of all creation, and there is none greater. Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please turn to number 725. <clears throat> Jesus saves number 725. 
We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saved, Jesus saved. Spread the tidings all around. Jesus saved, Jesus saved. Bear the news to every land. Climb the steeps and cross the waves. Onward tis our Lord's command. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Wafted on the rolling tide. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Tell to sinners far and wide. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing ye islands of the sea. Echo back ye ocean caves. Earth shall keep her jubilee. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Give the winds a mighty voice. Jesus saves. Let the nations now rejoice. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Shout salvation full and free. Highest hills and deepest caves. This our song of victory. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Please turn to number 748. Number 748. There's a royal banner given for display to the soldiers of the king. As an ensign fair, we lift it up today, while as ransomed ones we sing. Marching on, marching on, for Christ count everything but loss, for the King of kings, toil sing neath the banner of the cross over land and sea wherever men may dwell make the glorious tidings known of the crimson banner now the story tell while the Lord shall Claim his own, marching on, marching on, for Christ count everything but loss, for the King of kings, toil and sing, neath the banner of the cross. great commander from the vaulted sky sounds the resurrection day. Then before our king the faint and foe shall die and the saints shall march away. Marching on, marching on for Christ count everything but loss for the King of kings toil and 
Neath the banner of the cross. I've chosen tonight uh, one of my favorite psalms. I'm sure it is one of yours too. Psalms 23. If you'll turn over there right quick for me. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Would you bow with me? Our most gracious, divine, heavenly Father, how humbled we are and how fortunate we, we are to be able to come before your throne of mercy and grace, to lay down our cares, our concerns, but more than that, to praise your name. We thank you so much for being our God, for allowing us to be your children, for giving us access to your Son, the blood that washes away all sins. And we know, dear Heavenly Father, that if we continue to do your will, to strive to bring others to the way, the good news, that we will have a place reserved for us in the afterwhile. We know about all the trouble and turmoil down toward the Gulf. We pray that you be with those people, tremendous loss of life, loss of property, displaced individuals. The state of Texas is hurting right now. You be with Brother Ligon, that you may and all those that believe down there also, dear Heavenly Father, to comfort those and that you might restore some amount of order down there. I know it'll be years before it gets back to normal. We pray that you be with the, those of our number here also that are suffering. Be with Karen as she has broken her leg and Help us to help those that need that care. Sometimes it's hard to reach out, not knowing what to do, but let us strive. Let us not give up so we can make those lives a little easier that are suffering. And Larry Williams also and those that are, are part of our shut-ins. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you be with us as Christians in this congregation. We know we are separate and special and unique as each snowflake that falls. But we also know, dear Heavenly Father, that the blood of Christ unites us all. Please help us to always be of one spirit, one mind, one Savior, one baptism. And to share that and radiate that <clears throat> from this congregation out to an unbelieving world that we can bring as many as we can to Christ for it's ultimately too late. We thank you so much for Archie and David and their ability to speak to us and convict us of the things that we need to do. Sometimes there's a hardship involved, but we know the ultimate price, dear Heavenly Father, if we keep maintain and focus and keep on the right track. 
Again, thank you so much for your son that died for us and the blood that he shed that affords us a, a place in the afterwild. Forgive us when we fail you, dear Heavenly Father, and pick us up when we fall and be with us as we go through this service. These things we pray in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Turn in your book to number 445. 445. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low, fear not I am with thee, peace be still, in all of life's ebb and flow. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keep me singing as I go. All my life was work of sin and strife. Discard filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the broken strings, stirred the slumbering heaven again. Jesus, 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 Sweetest name I know Filled my every longing Keep me singing as I go Soon he's coming back to welcome me Far beyond the starry sky and from high to worlds unknown, I shall live with him on high. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keep me singing as I go. Number seven eleven seven one one. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bid me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known in seasons of distress and grief. My soul has often found relief and oft escape the tempter's snare by thy return. Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour Sweet hour of prayer, the joy 
be reading from Psalm 37, if you want to turn in, the, in your Bibles to that, Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord. And do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desire, desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. And your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Bow with me as we go to our Father in, in prayer. Our merciful, gracious, and loving Heavenly Father, we are humbled at the thought of the blessings we enjoy because of your Son, Jesus Christ, and the blood that he shed on the cross for our sins. For the forgiveness of those sins and for that hope we have of eternal life with you one day. We would pray, Father, that it would be our heart's desire to know your will and to walk in it, to do those things that would be pleasing in your sight, trusting you that through your word we, you can direct our ways as we submit our heart and our minds and our will to you. Father, we're grateful for the word that you've given to us, for the hope that it extends to us, 
and for the blessings we enjoy of this life, but more than that, the blessings that we enjoy of the hope of eternal life. May we cherish the friendship that we have because of that precious blood of Jesus, the joy of being a part of your body, the joy of being a member of that body and of a member of one another. May we always constantly recognize the need to encourage and admonish one another from time to time, to help one another, and to be about your will, Father. We're grateful that you've granted us this evening as an opportunity to come together, as an opportunity to praise you, to edify one another, to encourage one another, Father, in this daily walk that we have with you. Keep us true to your word. May that love that you've shown to us abound in our hearts and may it be shared with others that stand in need, Father. We're grateful for Jesus, for that atoning sacrifice, for that forgiveness that we have through his blood that he shed, and again, Father, for that hope of eternity with you one day. Help us to strive towards that goal, to be faithful to your will, Father. Watch over us in all that we do. Forgive us when we falter. Forgive us when we sin. Help us through your word to see the need to turn to you, to do your bidding within our life. Be with each one of us and help us to grow in love for each other and love for you, Father. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. song just came to mind and uh, I thought it'd be a I was going to look it up real quick uh, number 608 God's family number 608 <clears throat> We're part of the family that's been born again, part of the family whose love knows no end, for Jesus has saved us and made us his own. Now we're part of family that's on its way home and sometimes we laugh together sometimes we cry sometimes we share together heartaches and sighs together of how it will be when we all get to heaven God's Together in victory. 
times we laugh together, sometimes we cry, sometimes we share together heartaches and sighs, sometimes we dream together of how it will be when we all get to heaven, God's family. And though some go before us, we'll all meet again just inside the city as we enter in there'll be no more parting with Jesus will be Sometimes we laugh together, sometimes we cry, sometimes we share together heartaches and sighs, sometimes we dream When we all get to heaven, God's family, if you will mark it your t at this time, number 913, that will be our song of encouragement, number 913. <clears throat> Please turn at this time to number 504. It is well with my soul, number 504. We'll sing the first, third, and fourth verse. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, Glorious 
everybody again for their patience in this devotional. We really didn't have uh, anything planned uh, in particular, so I'm glad that it's worked out thus far. I appreciate uh, Doug and Roy and Jerry and David for participating so far in this service. Uh, it is my task at this time to speak to you for a few minutes in reference to the devotional itself. And I will also extend the invitation. And I want to talk this evening for just a few short minutes uh, about a contrite heart. Uh, the term contrite is not something that we possibly use in our everyday language. As a matter of fact, most of us probably haven't used contrite in a sentence in our entire lives. Uh, so most of us really don't understand the definition of that. And most of us would, in most cases, just simply say that a contrite heart just simply means a repentant heart. Uh, but I believe that the Bible speaks about that it goes a little bit deeper than that. Uh, it's something that we need to make sure that we understand because as Christians, we should have a contrite heart. And I'll give you an example. Uh, most of us remember that uh, there was one of the 12 that Jesus had called, and he turned his back on righteousness by turning our Lord and Savior over to the authorities for 30 pieces of silver. If you remember, the Bible teaches us that he tried to make atonement for that going back and trying to return that dowry, but it didn't work. Uh, the legalists of that time got what they wanted. He did not get what he wanted. And the Bible teaches us that he went away sorrowful and hung himself. I believe that he was repentant, but he wasn't contrite. And what I mean by that, brothers and sisters, is that a contrite heart not only is saddened by the wrong that they've done, but they make a specific effort to make it right. In other words, uh, there is no true repentance without repentant actions 
that leads towards salvation. I want to use as a quick text, if you don't mind, if you'll turn to Psalm 34, and I appreciate both Doug and David using the Psalms this evening for us to take a look at. One of my favorites comes from Psalm 34, and I believe it teaches us what we should learn about a contrite heart and a contrite spirit. I'm going to start reading at verse 15, and I'm going to be using the New King James Version, and I want to hit three quick points. And the lesson will be yours. Verse 15 of Psalm 34, the Bible says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones, and not one of them is broken. Even shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. I believe there's a law of the contrite spirit, the law of the contrite heart, a truly repentant heart that works unto that repentance by their actions, not simply just by their thoughts and their words. And I believe the first promise of that from our God, which is in heaven, is that a contrite spirit is always heard by the Lord. In verse 15 and verse 16, the Bible teaches us that God's eyes are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Can you imagine being in this world and not having the ears of God? What a sorrowful situation. Doug prayed something similar to that earlier that God would hear the cries of those that are in our southern part of our state, all those that have been afflicted by these natural occurrences. I imagine from a great situation that all of them want relief in this physical world. If I was in that situation, I would be too. But I wonder how many people have contemplated their spiritual eternity when we realize that those physical situations could lead to not only the detriment of some, but also the loss of life. And are we looking for quick measures out of this precious world that we hang on to, or are we looking for an eternal life of bliss, which is way more important? The Bible tells us not to trust in horses or in chariots, but we need to be the type of people that call on the name of the Lord, always, because that is what is most important. Take a look at 1 Peter chapter 3, if you don't mind. 1 Peter chapter 3. Peter writes to the church, In verse 12, a very compliment to what David has already said. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 12. Notice Peter says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? Look at the promise. How do I follow God? I have to have my spirit broken. I have to look at sin for what it is. And I have to realize that my sin separates me from God. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. I have to make sure that I realize that sin is not what the world says it is, but it is what God says it is. I equate it sometimes, if y'all remember back you know, several, several years ago, and maybe even still today to some great extent, but probably was more popular a couple of hundred years ago when people would come into the plains of Texas and other parts of the Wild West and there was a wild horse. And they figured in their mind that 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 wild horse could do me a lot of great benefit if I could somehow, some way, raggle them in to where they could become usable. So y'all remember the the idea of the bronc buster. You had to capture the horse and you had to try to saddle him or ride him bareback. And that principle was real simple. You rode him and you rode him you rode him and you rode him and you rode him till he quit bucking. And he would finally be under control. Some of us in this world need to realize that we're still broncos. We hadn't been domesticated. Therefore, our heart is not where God needs it to be. We need to be broken. A second principle of the contrite spirit, according to David's song, is that a contrite spirit is cared for by the Lord. In verses 19 through 22, the Bible talks about God taking care of the afflictions of those who choose to be his children. 
I don't know about you, but in this world, Jesus said in John 16, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. What is he telling us? There's nothing in this world that should be able to separate us from his love. Not from his standpoint, we understand that. But from Archie Green's standpoint, why do I allow the temptations of this world and why do I allow the troubles of this world to hinder me so much that I become hardened and proud and not willing to let God work in me? God can't use a hardened person. Doug mentioned a little bit earlier the comfort that we have in God in Psalm 23 should be almost everybody's favorite psalm. And notice he said that as we abide by the shepherd, we shall have no wants. Notice how somebody in the Houston area or down along the coast of this state, they could be the one example to everybody down there by going through those adversities and still having the joy in their heart by knowing that they still serve an almighty God. And no matter if they lose every physical blessing that they have in this world, they still have the right relationship with him. The last point I want to make is that a contrite spirit is also saved by the Lord. Uh, let's look back at Psalm 34. Let's look particularly at verses 17 and 18. Notice what David says. And if you all remember, David had some trials and tribulations in his life. You remember Saul was trying to kill him on almost every turn. Outside of his own sin that he did, imagine somebody after you because of a jealous heart, because of a jealous nature. Uh, David prayed about that a little bit earlier, and he read from his psalm about that. Think about being in this world, and, and, and maybe you're, you're a special person, maybe you're not a special person, but for some reason, somebody has envy and jealousy about you, and it troubles you. And God says, don't let that worry you, because I'm greater than your enemies. I'm greater than your problems. In Psalm 34, verse 17 and 18, the Bible says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have that contrite spirit. I believe that the Bible teaches us that godly sorrow produces or worketh repentance and that it leads to salvation. And I believe all of us would agree with that and understand that to be very true because we can go simply to Luke chapter 19 and everybody should remember this biblical account of Zacchaeus, how he was a man small in stature. Bible doesn't tell us how small, but we realize he was so small that he couldn't see the Lord as he was coming through. And if you remember the story, and, and, and I, I love that the small children get to hear this story and they can work their way up through the Bible by having these simple uh, uh, reasonings from God. Uh, but Zacchaeus wanted to see the Lord, and so he climbed up a tree. Everybody remembers that piece. And, and, and Jesus, in his intuity, realizes he's there, and he calls out to him and says he wants to make supper at his house. Zacchaeus is elated. Why is that? He's a tax collector. How do people... How do people view those type of people? We know it's not very good, is it? Because we realize that they had a tendency to be robbers to some great degree, not just simply because of their occupation, but sometimes they were unlawful and not very good people because they took advantage not only because of the law, but because if they wanted deep pockets. Here's the part that I want us to get. When Jesus cried out to him, that he wanted to make supper in his house, Zacchaeus was overjoyed, and he made that so. And when the Lord came into this house, if you remember, because he was so overjoyed that God had chosen him, he told him at that time, if I've done any wrong, I'm going to make it right. And one of the Bible principles that I think we really miss out on as Christians is that he went further. He said, if I've wronged anybody, taken anything wrongfully, I'm going to pay back fourfold. How many of us have ever wronged somebody? And we've earnestly tried not only to make it right, but to make it right fourfold. I look at my life sometimes, and I hope you look at yours, and, 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 and this is not a judgmental statement, brothers and sisters. We need to be reflective in our lives all the time. Am I right with God? And if I'm not right with God, how can I get right with God? If I'm not right with my brother, 
who I can see the Bible talks about, then how can I be right with God who I cannot see? There shouldn't be a day in our lives that we don't assess every relationship we have. Co-workers, spouses, children, neighbors, relatives, all of that. And try to assess and find out, am I a broken stallion that's usable in the service of the master? Or am I a bucking bronco, still chomping at the bit, trying to have my way? David says, it won't do me any good to be a bucking bucking bronco. Only a contrite heart will make me right with God. That is our charge this evening. I hope and pray that we are earnest in ascertaining whether we are that or not. And I realize that the way to do it biblically is very simple. We have nine examples in the New Testament of people becoming a Christian. Why? Because they had a contrite heart. They realized they were lost in sin. And the only answer was the blood of Jesus. When they heard the word, they didn't staunchly put their hand up and say, I'm going to stay where I'm at. As a matter of fact, we go to Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, those that gladly received the word were baptized. (coughs) Why? For the remission of their sins. So they could be added to the church, the church of the saved. That's a pattern. And it's always going to be a pattern. And it's the righteous pattern of God because he allows everybody through his righteousness to thus saith the Lord and be saved. Ask yourself a question this evening. Please don't look to the left or the right. Don't look behind. Don't look in front. Ask yourself this question this evening. Is my heart right with God? Jerry just led us in that song. As a Christian, we realize that if our heart is not right, we need to make it right. We need to ask God for forgiveness, and if need be, we need to ask our brothers and sisters to pray on our behalf. But I can be sorrowful and not be contrite if I've never become a Christian. It doesn't do me any good. One of the stereotypes we have in this country is we've taught the last couple of generations of kids to say, I'm sorry, and they just keep moving on. Paul in Acts chapter 26 made a defense for his belief in Christ before the council. In the Greek, we get the term apologia, to make a defense, to tell people exactly what it is that you have in your heart. See, a contrite spirit, brothers and sisters, won't let me sleep tonight if I'm not right with God and if I'm not right with my brother and sister. The first step is being in Christ. The second step is being right with Christ. If I'm not a Christian, I can become a Christian this evening by throwing off the old man and be willing to die to self, confessing Jesus as Lord, repenting of sins, lived in that former life, being baptized in water for the remission of sins, being added to the church. Again, that is the pattern. There may not be anybody here this evening that needs to become a Christian, but if there is, that is our plea that you do so. If we are Christians, then we need to look at our lives as we sing this invitation song. And at the invitation song pricks our heart, and we know we need to get it right. Why don't we be brave enough? Why don't we be loving enough? Why don't we let God break our spirit so we can be saved? Whatever it is that you need and have on your heart, why don't we make it known as we sing the invitation song? Come to Jesus, he will save you, though your sins as crimson glow. If you give your heart to Jesus, he will make it white as snow. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, come today. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, come, come today. Come to Jesus, dying sinner. Other Savior, there is none.
Blessed is God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The one and only true God who sent forth his Son and gave us your word. That word provided for us light when we were in darkness. Oh, blessed God, we long, oh God, to see the face of your Son and ever be with you. Seeing, oh God, that this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. We trust, O oh God, that as we pass through this world, we will continue to stand in victory. For the battle is indeed won by Christ already. And we trust that our love, Father, will stand until the end for you in obedience that we might hear well done thy good and faithful servant. God, we need not tell you how great you are, but you're great. You're greater than great. You're awesome all-powerful, all-knowing. And even the greatest of all of that is love. And that's who you are. And we trust, O oh God, that we will grow in our understanding of that. Father, we pray that you would hear the prayers of the brethren, Father, in Houston. Open unto them, Father, your ears and hear and help them, O oh God, as time move on, that the church there may move forward and continue to claim the victory that belongs to them should they continue in the faith, rooted and grounded and be not removed the hope of the gospel. We love you, Father, and we need you and have to have you in our lives. Forgive us of our sins, O oh God, for surely we have sinned and fallen short of your glory. And may we continue, Father, to go about spreading your word to reach somebody before it's too late. And we ourselves may rejoice along with heaven at the addition of one soul to the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, so much. 
all that you have done for us. Well, this is our prayer in the name of the only begotten Son of God, for he is the Christ, Christ Jesus. Amen. I don't know how many know my son and his family. They're caught up in that flood in Houston right now. They, their home is backed up to the Edix Reservoir, and if you know anything about that, the condition it is right now, he, uh, they boated the uh, daughter-in-law and the, the grandkids out Monday, and then Christ Christopher left Tuesday. They're staying with members of the church on higher ground, so they're okay. House has got a lot of water in it and things like that, but uh, they got out with a few clothes and things, and people ask, uh, what do you need? Well, it's hard to get things to them now in that way, but he said finances are always helpful. Uh, he sent me a way to get money to him if anybody wants to donate. It goes through his uh, email account through PayPal to a uh, deal under friends and family, and it goes directly to him so, and to help him out. So if anybody would like that information, uh, get with me and I can give it to you, and we can try to help him out at all possible. I don't, you know, don't know how long it's going to last. I'm looking at months before they ever really get back into their house at the way it's going. And they'll have to, you know, gut it and start over. But there's a whole lot of people down there that needs help. So prayers are probably the best thing. So uh, if you need anything, uh, get with me. And I'll, we appreciate everything the church does.